Okay, so since today is the 10th of Tevis, the anniversary of the day when the king of Babylonia set siege upon Jerusalem, so in addition to um, fasting and mourning about the past, the main thing that we're supposed to do on a fast day is a chaydon, a libe, to um, take into our hearts what we're supposed to learn from the event and uh, cause the event to end and to bring Mashiach. So the event itself was that the king of Babylonia set siege upon Jerusalem and that's the beginning of a conquest and uh, don't go in, don't go out. And of course it's a huge tragedy um, and it led to the, uh, all the subsequent cl- calamities that happened in Jerusalem, eventually the destruction of Jerusalem, Honold Islam. The um, Rebbe in this talk we're going to learn from um, Tashim Bey's 1982 uh, discusses something we're supposed to pay attention to about the words the Torah uses in describing the king's arrival to Jerusalem. The Torah says the king of Babylonia came close to Jerusalem. I'm going to see it's Hashem, what that what that means for us. The event it was that the king of Babylonia came close to Jerusalem. What's the message we're supposed to take? Every fast is supposed to guide us in tshuva. It's not just about losing weight and, and, and abstaining from food. It's about inspiring our hearts to come close to Hashem. What's the message we're supposed to learn from this day? So let's first understand what Yerushalayim is. Yerushalayim is a place of yira, shalim. Yerushalayim is made up of two words. Yira, shalim is complete fear of Hashem. So, it's not just the name of the place, but that's actually what it was. When people came to Yerushalayim to visit for the pilgrimage of the various holidays, that brought them to have more reverence for Hashem, and brought them to have complete reverence for Hashem. So, there shouldn't be a king of Babylonia coming close to Yerushalayim. That's... That's, that's where we're going. We don't want to, as we'll see there, we have our own inner Yerushalayim. We don't want the, the king of Babylonia coming close to our Yerushalayim. <laughs> Before he touches the walls of Jerusalem, or comes inside Jerusalem, the very fact that Goyishkeit, that the um, the perspective of 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 the animal soul within us, which is the Goy within us, the very fact that we allow the Goyishkeit to surround Jerusalem and get close to it. Our evil inclination might just say it's just close. It's not. Just, it's 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 not so um, far. It's close. It's not. It, but it's not inside. We have to know that it's it's um, 
if, if this non-Jewishness comes around our Jerusalem, we have to know that's what causes all the calamities. We can't allow this Goyishkeit, this un-Jewish perspective, un-Jewishness, to surround our Jerusalem. That's why today is a fast. This is what caused all the subsequent calamities. We don't fix up this problem of the, of the king of Babylonia setting siege around our Jerusalem. If we don't, Hashem protect us, if we don't, if we don't fix this problem of the un-Jewishness um, surrounding our Jerusalem, then may Hashem preserve us. This could cause the subsequent events as it did then, after the king of Babylonia came close to Jerusalem, it caused Matzurum Matzuka, caused this, this siege and this pain, and eventually it caused the events that happened on the other fast days, like Tishabaf. So if we don't stop the siege, if you if allow the king of Babylonia to come close to our personal Jerusalem, it could lead to all these things. The simple thing that we're saying is, and this is certainly true in, in a spiritual um, plane. All that happened in Jerusalem was a result of the fact that they allowed the king of Babylonia to get close to Jerusalem. That there was a weakness between um, the separation between Jerusalem and outside Jerusalem. That the king of Babylonia should be, should be allowed close to Jerusalem. That itself, that the king of Babylonia is close to Jerusalem, that warrants war, and that's what the tshuva is about. Like Abrasman is thinking, we shouldn't have allowed President Biden to visit the Los Angeles. So, no, 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 that's, no, that's what we're talking about. This is more of a personal no, I, thing. <laughs> take, take my all right, all right, all right. No, you, you're, you're quite right. <laughs> well, we're pashtus. What's the simple message for us in our service of Hashem? It's a message that's equal from, for all Jews, from the heads of the tribes, all the way down to the simple people who are just wood choppers and water carriers. Bavel, Babylonia, comes from the word confusion. Bavel means, Bavel comes with the word Muvulvel, like the origin of the, the name was that um, Hashem mixed up the um, tongue of all the nations of the world that gathered there when they tried to build the Tower of Babel, and Hashem um, uh, made them all um, have different languages, and they no, no longer, longer can communicate, and then they weren't able to build that tower. So that happened in Babel. That's, called, that's why it's called Babylonia. So Babylonia means confusion. So confusion means, on a personal level, that you don't know what's holy, you don't know what's permissible, you don't know what's forbidden. You need the Torah to clarify Say, this is holy. This is not holy, but it's kosher. This is forbidden.
we have to know that between Babylonia and Jerusalem, between the capital of Jerusalem of Israel, we have to know that there cannot be we can't let that come close. When something comes um, uh, from Babylonia, something comes from the world, in other words. So it's not you, you have to um, figure out what it is because it's not clear. Things come from the world, and the whole and it's the world isn't clear about what it is, and we need the Torah to define things in the world. So there has to be a separation between Babylonia and Jerusalem, and you can't let Babylonia come close to Jerusalem. There has to be a separation, in other words, between what is holy and what is and what is what is um, not holy, um, and that separation is something that connects to the next part of Avdala, separation of darkness and light and the Jewish people to the non-Jews and between Babylonian and Jerusalem. Let me say this in English. We have to make sure that there's a clear border between um, ourselves and the world around us. And uh, we cannot allow the, the things of the world to creep in to close to us. There has to be separation. Yishalayim hi'ir shechub al-yachtov. Jerusalem is unique in that it's a, unlike all other parts of Israel that were apportioned to various tribes, Jerusalem is, is inheritance of all the Jewish people. It's called it's a place that everyone's connected to. It wasn't divided among the tribes. It has a relationship to all the Jewish people and every single Jew at the end of time we're all connected, we all have ownership and connected to Jerusalem. And that's why it was the capital of Israel, because it belonged to all the Jewish people. And when Mashiach will come, it says Jerusalem will spread to all of Israel. And this is the message that we're supposed to take, especially on this day. We cannot allow, and if it already happened, we have to negate this, that there can't be any connection between. Babylonia and Jerusalem. Even though we're talking about the king of Babylonia, and every king of every country has a divine minister, meaning has an angelic, uh, has an angel representing representing him in heaven. And the Torah says itself that a human king has a similarity to the divine king. So, although we're talking about the king of Babylonia, and he is big stuff, he is he has, he has an angel, and he has a similarity, so to speak, to Hashem. We have to know this is Babylonia, this is Jerusalem, and we're not allowed to let them come close to each other. This reminds me of, um, uh, of an aphorism of Hasidim. Um, we say, um, on Shabbos, we make the bracha of Abdullah, Middle Shmanasri, make that bracha in the bracha of asking Hashem for intelligence. The same place we ask Hashem for intelligence, that's when we um, announce that Shabbos is over and ask Hashem for a blessing for the rest of the week, that we should maintain our reverence for Hashem throughout the week. So, so in that, that, that prayer was chosen to be the place for Avdallah because the Gemara says, Im ein das If you have no intelligence, you cannot discern between what is good and what is not good. So Chassidim say, to say things are holy, anyone can say anything, everything's holy. It's easy to say things are holy. But to actually say, no, something's not holy, and say this isn't good, that takes intelligence. It takes, it takes intelligence to know what is holy and what isn't holy. Um, it, take, it takes um, real, real knowledge. 
So here, that's what we're talking about. We can't allow the Babylonia to creep in to um, to your to your Jerusalem. I heard this story yesterday. Rabbi um, Greenwald, all of a shalom, used to have this uh, time he would study Torah with the Rabbi of Kfar Chabad, the the uh, Rav Rabbi Gorelik, all of a shalom. And the learning Torah one day, it's four thirty in the morning, and this lady comes by with a chicken. There's a question about her chicken. And the rabbi says, kosher. And a few weeks later, same lady, same question, the same chicken. And not the same chicken, but the same kind of question. The rabbi says, not kosher. I study partner's like, what happened? You, you looked into the books and you came out with kosher last time, now you come out with non-kosher. So the rabbi said, tongue-in-cheek, he said this, he said, listen, if the mikvah is warm and the coffee is good, so this is what I think. The Taz says it's kosher. The Sifse Kohen says it's not kosher. So if the mikvah is good, I say to myself, what's the Taz? The Taz is nobody. He says it's kosher, so it's kosher. But the mikvah is not good, and the coffee isn't good. <laughs> then I say to myself, oh, the Sifse Kohen says it's not kosher, so he is he nothing? In other words, he was pointing out how human, what the actual answer was, I'm sure he had a reason why he said it, I don't know. But, there might be some slight variation in the case. So the point is that we, we do make these kind of decisions in ourselves. So we say this is kosher and this is not kosher. It has a lot to do with our own equilibrium and where we are. And uh, besides making sure we have a good mikveh and good coffee, we, here they're just saying that you have to make sure that your reverence for Hashem is not affected by um, the, what the world is saying. And to, main, to keep your own Jerusalem intact, not allow any, any un-Jewishness um, to enter to your, to, your, to your Jerusalem and keep the walls there, the walls intact, so that no one can get close to there. Um, although we're talking about the king of Babylonia, it doesn't matter. This is a lesson that all of us have to take, every single Jew, from smallest to the greatest. We have to know, although we are in Babylonia in the simple sense, we are in the exile. And we don't see the miracles of Hashem in the same way that we will when Mashiach will come. We see miracles, but not, not, as, not the same. It's not, it seems that things aren't clear. What is holy? What is kosher but not holy? What is forbidden? It's not so clear. It seems like that way. And our presence in the exile, in this place of confusion, it's not our choice. The previous Rebbe said, quoting his father, it was not with our will that we entered the exile, it is not with our will that we will leave the exile, it is God who takes us out of exile. But together with us, you have to know, you have to remember that the exile has no relationship to the soul. Then his soul never went into exile in the first place. So although we're in this place, and it's not our choice. Hashem put us here. We can't decide to leave. We ask Hashem to bring us out of the exile, but we can't decide to leave. But at the same time, we have to know, that though we're in the exile, only the body is in the exile, not the soul. And therefore, because the soul is not in exile, it's not possible for there to be any influence of the exile on the soul. It's not possible for there to be any connection and, and closeness of the gullus, of the exile to the soul. 
And as it says in Tanya, our soul needs to be more important to us than our body. All things of our, all material things have to be secondary to, the, to what matters to the soul. The soul has no connection to the exile. The soul never went into exile. So, so all the things of Babylonia, all the things that, all, all this place of confusion where it's not clear what is holy, what isn't holy, what's forbidden, that, as, that can't enter into the space of the soul because the soul never went into the exile. And the soul has to govern, not just govern, but the soul has to be precious to us more than the body so that, um, so that, so that our bodies, body's needs are secondary to the soul's. And um, the soul never was in the exile. So we're saying, oh, well, there's a problem. There's this place of exile. Things are confusing in this place of exile. You can't tell what, what's, what's going on in this place of exile. So the Rebbe says, what are you talking about? Who's in exile? You're not in exile. The body, the, only the body is in exile. And the main thing is your soul. And the body is to be subservient to your soul. And so there is no, and therefore you cannot allow any closeness of, you can't let the um, matters of Babylonia encroach in the space of the soul. The soul is, not, is above the exile. This is what happens every single day, a message for us every single day. When a person starts off his day, how is a Jew meant to start his day? A Jew, the Rebbe says it this way. A Jew certainly starts his day the way a Jew is meant to start his day. How? With being Yerushalayim. Starts off with Jerusalem. How do you start off with Jerusalem? What that means is, Amir's You start off by saying Meidani. You thank Hashem for your soul, for your connection to Hashem. And then when you pray, even before you get to Shemona Esrei, you accept upon yourself the yoke of heaven and the yoke of the mitzvahs and Torah. When you say Shema, um, you do the mitzvah of Shema and you, and, you, and you accept upon yourself the yoke of heaven before you begin praying. Before you begin praying, you're supposed to accept upon yourself the yoke of heaven. It says in Tanya, before you begin to pray, you're supposed to accept upon yourself Hashem as your king. And when you pray, to realize that you're talking to uh, the king of kings. So, so even before um, um, you, you pray, you say, you already started with Jerusalem, you continue with accepting the yoke of heaven upon yourself, you continue with mitzvah shema, before you get to Shema Nasri. Then when you study Torah after davening, the Torah says about itself that how she study Torah, we say in our prayers, let my soul be like dust before all, open my heart to your Torah. In order for me to understand your Torah, first I have to be, I have to be humble, otherwise my heart won't, won't be open to your Torah. First I say let my soul be like dust to all, and then I say open my heart to your Torah. I need to have first this, 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 um, Humility to be able to connect the to Torah. So there's this real sense of Jerusalem in the beginning of every Jew's day. That continues and says the same thing has to continue on after you finish davening and after you finish learning. The same applies to our connection to the world. As Gemara says, Hashem wants us to conduct our lives in, a, in, in the way of the world, meaning that we have to we have engage also with Zvul and engage also with the world. Engage with the ways of the world. But before you do, you have to know that it's not with your power that you're going to be successful. Before you start to engage with the world, you have to, your, the Torah reminds you and says, 
It's not with my power and the might of my hand that I made the had the success. That's a, before you begin. And it's clear you're going to be successful. The Torah says, God will bless you in all that you do. But you need to know, although you need to do something, it's not with your own power that you're, that you're going. Yes, you've got to do something. But you have to know, it's not with your power. There is a Sefer, which compiles all the mitzvahs of the Torah, and he says this is a biblical commandment, to think that it's not with my power that I'm successful. It's a positive commandment or a negative commandment, but it's a biblical commandment not to entertain the notion, oh, it was my power that brought me success. You have to remember it's God you have to do, but it's only Hashem that makes you successful. It's a biblical commandment not to let that into your mind. And only after you've learned Torah and you've davened and you've, and you, and you've reminded yourself it's not with your power that you're going to be successful, then you start with things of this world. Then you start with Babylonia. But even then, but even while you're involved in the mundane things of the world, you have to be far from Babylonia. Far spiritually. Because your engagement with the world has to be without your heart. You have to put your your hands into it. Your intelligence, your feelings of your heart have to be completely immersed in Israel things, in Jerusalem things. And, And there's no connection at all between your heart and mind and, um, and the things that, that you engage in in the world, that's not what, that's not what your heart is, that's not what your mind is, that's not, that's not, what, that's not what, you, what you're excited about, that's not, that's not what, what um, um, tickles your imagination, your curiosity. There has to be a distance between, between you and the world. Yes, you're engaging with the world, but the Rebbe says, the Torah, God will bless you all that you do, what you do with your hands, with your power of action. But your your heart and mind have to have to care and think and be immersed in Israel, in Jerusalem. And by having that clear recognition, then it's then you're able not then then you're able to be protected that instead of the world influencing you, the opposite. You are able to make the world a home for Hashem. As Hashem said, he wants a home in the lowest realm. What allows you to do this? You are far away from Babylonia. You may be engaged with it physically, but that's not where your heart is. That's not where your mind is. You do take down the wall between Jerusalem and Babylonia, but you do this in a good way. You cause Israel to spread through all lands. So by having this clear demarcation in yourself, that I'm only getting engaging with the world in a physical way, and it's only going to work because Hashem is going to make me successful. And that doesn't interest me, it's not what my curiosity is, not what my passion is. That will allow you to take down the wall in a good way, to bring the holiness, holiness of Jerusalem to the whole world. As will be Mashiach will come. Um, that Israel and Jerusalem will spread to all, of the, all, all lands. It says that Jerusalem will spread to all of Israel, and Israel will spread to all of the world. The message simply is this. 
The simple lesson is this. A Jew has to start his day the way a Jew is meant to start his day. Which means with Yerushalayim. What's Yerushalayim? Yerushalayim means reverence for Hashem. And perfect reverence for Hashem. By saying Moda'ani and saying Shema and the second section of Shema. And then continue to study Torah, which Torah tells us how to behave. And to get stuck up before we pray and during prayer and after prayer. And then we're able to break down the wall between Babylonia and Jerusalem and let Jerusalem spread. So in short, what we learned today is this. We learned that the spiritual message that Hashem wants us to take to heart today is to distance ourselves from Babylonia. Babylonia means a, pl- a place of confusion. Things that come from this world aren't marked. Uh, this is kosher, this is not kosher, this is mundane, this is holy. And it's easy to get confused. And the world's a place of confusion where everything's mixed together. We have to, we have, to have a clear separation of ourselves from the world, from the place of exile. And even though we live in exile, and it's not our choice that we live in exile, but nevertheless, only the body is in exile, not the soul. And we have to distance ourselves from the exile in the sense that we start off our day. Everybody lays out clearly how you distance yourself from, 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 the, from, the, from the exile. Number one, you just start, you say, stay in Jerusalem. How do you stay in Jerusalem? Well, first of all, you stay in Maidani, you start off your day with Maidani. Second of all, you daven. And third of all, even before you go out to work, you remind yourself that's not with your power, you're going to be successful. And then you remind yourself that Hashem says, I will bless you in all that you do. And so you only have to do, you don't have to think, you don't have to feel. So throughout the day, you're, you're insulated in, internally, and in that you don't, you're not, you're not, you're not lowering and, and um, allowing un-Jewishness to creep into your heart and mind, no, you're keeping them in a state of reverence for Hashem. You're keeping your heart and mind preserved to, to, for the service of Hashem. And you're engaged with the world. And when you finally finish davening, Hashem tells you to go engage with the world, you're engaging with it only in an external way, but your heart and mind are, are not close to it. It's not, they're not into it. Not, not, there has to be a distance. Not just, let me emphasize, not just that there is a um, separation between Jerusalem and the, and the Babylonia, not just there's a wall between them, but there is a distance between them. Which means that we're completely disengaged from, um, of uh, not at all. We're not, that's not at all in our in our on on the stage of our mind and heart. That something, something that that attracts us. Our heart and mind must be completely into Torah and Tfila and Staka. And uh, as I mentioned, Gitzaka before davening, during davening, after davening. It's interesting they mentioned Gitzaka during davening. Um, I know many people um, get stuck by Yivarach David. But I, I know um, it's not necessarily um, our custom. Uh, but um, people always come to Shul asking for tzedakah. I always wonder, do we do give tzedakah during davening? It mentions, yeah, give tzedakah during davening too. All right. Anyways, the main thing is we should see Taka that as Rebekah finishes this talk and says that this will empower us to break the wall down of Jerusalem in a positive sense and to bring our holiness into the world and to change the world until Eretz Yisrael spreads out the whole world. Kami Mashiach. We should see this happen. Take it from your mamish immediately and right now. Shabbos, Shabbos.